You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck and we are coming to you once a week this summer to talk football, fantasy, fantasy football and all the other weird crap that you guys email us about. If you have stuff you want to email us about, fantasy football, weird crap, whatever, (laughs) email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Again, fantasy football or other stuff, ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Craig gets notifications on his phone. If that's not motivation enough for you to send emails, I don't know what it is. Every email that gets sent to the fantasy email, I see on my phone. <laughs> it doesn't that. make a sound. It just shows up. Hmm. What did you say was the email you got while you were in bed with Liz? Oh, God. What a weird way to start the show. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm trying to remember, too. I remember that, though. It's like, she's like, what are you doing, honey? He's like, oh, this guy had sex at a mini golf course. It's where the kids are <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was like p- people had sex on top of a, a hill or uh, in a park or something. <laughs> on money. We usually do this at the end of the show, but you know, it's May, so whatever. Uh, anyone who doesn't stick around, that's what you've been missing. So today, we are previewing the tight end position for 2023. We're not going to go over every tight end. We're going to go over the guys that either gave us trouble when we were ranking them, frisky little guys. Or just guys we disagreed on, or I, I don't know. Some guys are just boring, let's be honest. Yeah, these are just the most interesting guys. So before we start, though, I wanted to kind of just start with a, like a little table setter here, which is we always bitch about tight end. Like during the season, streaming tight ends is, I actually think, the single worst part of fantasy football. And I wanted to ask you guys, if you look at our tier, at our tier is at fantasyfootball.theringer.com, where you can see our rankings, our top 200, everything. Click on the little tight end logo. You can see our tiers and look along with us. I wanted to ask you, Danny Kelly. Yes. How far down, obviously, Travis Kelsey, great, number one tight end. How far down our tight end rankings do you get, like, a physical dread at the idea of this person playing for you? <laughs> um, Let's see. Probably, like, seven. Yeah, that's seven right. I was going to say six. Usually top six. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then it's like, oh, I'm I'm in deep water here. Yeah, it's like this Darren could go Waller very sideways. 
Darren Waller's when you get physical dread. We got Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, David and Joke, and Pat Fryermuth. That's our like fifth tier of guys. Those guys, I actually feel good about them in Joke and Fryermuth, Ingram and Waller. This is the mistake you make every offseason, though. <laughs> Feeling good about those guys. You've already fallen into their <laughs> trap. You're already there. I was going to start with Kelsey, but should we just start with Darren Waller? I mean, we can. Let's, Let's do just it. do it. Just start okay. with Darren Waller. I'm surprised because obviously he's injured and injury prone. It doesn't play much, but part of me is like, with tight ends, what we're looking... All right, Craig's like, yeah, no, it, yeah he doesn't play much. That's him. the problem. I guess I answered my own question. He's 30 <laughs> no, years like, old, injury prone on a brand new team, and Daniel Jones is his quarterback. But other than that, I'm, I feel great. Okay, so how many tight ends in the entire NFL are like the leading receiver for their team? It's Travis Kelsey, it's Mark Andrews, and he's competition now for the first time in forever. And then what? Like Kyle Pitts, maybe over Drake Lynn eh, Falcons. Like Darren Waller, not. my point being, Darren Waller is one of the only people that you could actually argue if he stays on the field, could pretty easily lead the Giants and catch his yards and touchdowns. I mean, I think that's the the cool thing about Darren Waller is that he has the upside to be, you know, a top three tight end in the NFL. Uh, but the problem is like, it's a huge, huge projection. We're already, like you said, he's been pretty injured the last two years. His, his play has fallen off. He sort of fell out of favor with the Raiders. And now going into this year with a new team, new quarterback, new play caller, all these different variables. There's just a million variables that I don't really feel all that great about. But that being said, yes, he does have elite upside. I mean, I think that's clear. He's done it in the past. He's put up a massive numbers. He put up an 1,100-yard season uh, in 2019. So back he to has back, that 2019 and 20. Yeah, sorry, that's that's correct. He had actually a better season in 2020. So I don't know. I, I just look at it. He definitely has done it before, which is always a plus. But going on a new team and hoping that he doesn't get hurt again, which I think, you know, is a big projection. This is why he's ranked lower than, you know, maybe should be. He hasn't played more than 11 games in a season since 2020. And you know how many seasons he has with more than three touchdowns? One in his entire career. Yeah, this is really fun because th I'm realizing now this is the first conversation in my in my entire life where, like, not entire life, but my first conversation since Waller got traded to the Giants where I'm getting the fan tribalism, like, he's my guy now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm defending. I'm like, you're talking shit about Darren Waller? And I'm just like, well, yeah, he fell out of favor with the Raiders. It's, he didn't fall out of favor with the Raiders. He fell out of favor with Josh McDaniels. And he did invite Josh McDaniels to his wedding, which Everybody I actually falls think out is of a favor plus. With Josh McDaniels, that's the thing. Every, that's my point. Josh maybe McDaniel hates Waller everyone. Super normal. There you go. So maybe this <laughs> is nothing, right? Maybe it's actually he, a good thing. That's a real thing. He didn't invite Josh McDaniels to his wedding. Oh my God! Did you not? So Darren Waller is day. Uh, who's his, who's his wife? It's it, she's an, a WNBA player for the Aces. Mm -hmm. I think so. Darren Waller's wife is Kelsey Plum, who is a really really good WNBA player. Oh, she's the left left handed with the cannon, right? Yeah, she's the one who threw the viral video of the t-shirt. She threw oh. it, I think she threw it for the she might that that's this is a good point. I actually think Darren Waller's wife might be able to throw it further than most of the quarterbacks Darren Waller's played for. Yeah, she's I, got I an don't think they missile of an arm. Yeah. I don't she threw it into the upper deck through the tunnel. Also good at basketball. Well, oh yeah, well, if they won the title. <laughs> so anyway, they did invite her to the, the wedding, and oh my god, where's the tweet? Hell yeah, she's from San Diego. Shouts out. La Jolla. Real West Coaster. Went to UW, DK. I know. I was, I was trying to remember. She had. She definitely has a Seattle connection. She went to Washington. Oh, she was the first overall pick in the draft of 2017? As I said, good at basketball also, in addition to having a cannon. So what happened was uh, RG3 tweeted that Darren Waller just got married. This is in March. Darren Waller just got married to Kelsey Plum, and Josh McDaniels' wedding present was to trade Darren Waller to the New York Giants. And then Kelsey Plum quote tweeted it and said, probably because he was not invited to the wedding, lol. 
Wow, I just realized how brutal that is for him considering she plays in Vegas and he was in Vegas. That stinks. Yeah. Transitioning back to football here. Heifetz, I think that what you're saying is very interesting, actually, because I, I don't know if I really considered it that he could be one of the very few, you know, tight ends in the NFL that is the number one or number two option in his offense. But my worry is, and maybe this doesn't matter, last year, Daniel Jones passed to tight ends at almost the lowest rate of any quarterback in the NFL. Now, part of that is probably because he had rookie Daniel Bellinger as like his only tight end uh, for most of the season. Um, but does that worry you at all that he basically just doesn't throw his tight ends or maybe it doesn't matter because he just throws short every time. Literally not. A, I, well, there's a whole Daniel Jones conversation to have here that we can put off for right now. But I think the short answer is that the stats from Daniel Jones. And again, maybe I'm an irrational giants fan. You have to pick and choose because it's kind of weird to just take them at face value where it's like the giants were down five receivers last year. Jason Garrett was the coordinator. As you said, like they had a rookie tight end. My, the reason I'm not worried is they traded for Darren Waller. They didn't get him to block. It's essentially a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he's a receiver. It's like they, they didn't trade for Darren Waller to not throw him the ball. They traded for Darren Waller because they didn't have anyone like that before, which is probably who they were looking for to th for Jones to throw. So I, I think basically, I guess, let me flip it back to you because I am right. I agree with both of you that if Waller gets hurt, you'll feel dumb for taking him, thinking he'll be healthy. Having said that, if I told you Darren Waller played 17 games and all the tight ends played 17 games, where would you have him on this list? Because I don't think he'd be the 90th pick. I don't know. I, 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 he's, he's our tight end seven. If, if, if you told me that every tight end played 17 games, I don't know if I'm putting him ahead of Dallas Goddard or Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kittle, Hawkinson. No, I don't, I don't think so. Because Waller's whole thing is like targets, right? Like, remember, there was like that crazy game where, he, you know, he has like 23 targets in a game. The Raiders were always, it seemed like top five, top seven in passing attempts. It was always just Derek Carr funneling the ball to Darren Waller. And it kind of just doesn't feel like that's what the Giants are going to do. They have so many options. We've joked about how many damn receivers they have on their team. They obviously still have Saquon Barkley. I don't know. Is Darren Waller going to get 125 targets? You guys are really killing my buzz, man. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe he's I, the supreme slot receiver of the slot receiver. Group. Here's the thing about our rankings is I think they're appropriate. I think Darren Waller is the tight end seven. I think that's correct. <laughs> no, I, I I think so too, but I, yeah, I just, I don't get the dread. That's all. I don't have dread for taking Darren Waller. Did you know that last year he was actually the tight end seven and half PPR points per game? <laughs> like it didn't feel like he existed last year. He was the tight end seven in points per what game. What did he play? Like six games? Um, he played seven games with over 50% snaps. I think he had a couple games where he got hurt. Right away, he he was battling a hamstring injury for most of the year, and then I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like once he even got healthy, then they just really didn't bother integrating him into the offense. They were just kind of like, eh, whatever. they didn't bother. Doesn't it? <laughs> don't you guys feel like the second the NFL season ends, or I should say, the second the draft ends, like my memory of what happened in the 2022 <laughs> yeah, season just completely seriously. disappears. It's <laughs> kind of like the pandemic, where I'm like, oh yeah, wait, I just sat and watched the British Baking Show and drank for like 15 <laughs> days in a row. Like that's, I, I don't remember that at all. Like in my mind, I'm like, Robert Woods is just on the Rams, right? And I'm like, oh no, he's actually been like, I, I just totally have to like re-download everything every May. <laughs> You'll get there. I remember once there. we were talking about um, when Brandon Cooks dropped a touchdown pass for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And DK was like, Brandon Cooks is on the Rams? <laughs> right. Really? Brandon Cooks has been traded to every team in Him? the NFL for, in my defense. No, you're right. He's the Russell Westbrook of wide receivers. What team is he on? He's on the uh, he's on the Cowboys. <laughs> I have to like actually think about that. <laughs> oh my god! And All nobody right. will draft him, and then he'll be pretty good. <laughs> he'll have a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah.
Should we talk about Travis Kelsey? I mean, I feel like we gotta. Yeah. Should we just, all right. So this is the year. I, this is the year. Off. I'm in. I'm in. It's death taxes <laughs> oh, and Travis shit. Kelsey. Okay. I'm in. I we have him ranked at fantasyfootball.thereno.com. We have him as our seventh player, and I'm telling you guys this right now. I'm actually going to move him up. <laughs> I'm moving him up. I'm not even kidding you. At I, all I, costs, like when I, I, draft Kelsey. I, I'm serious. Like I think the short answer is when can I take Travis Kelsey? It's when he's when I, when you're on the clock, you can take him. I swear to God, I'm at the point now <laughs> where I'm like, I, I. So just to set the table here, last year Travis Kelsey literally had the best season ever for a fantasy football tight end. Like compared to how the other tight ends scored, there have been other seasons where tight ends scored more. Travis Kelsey has actually scored more in a season than last year in his own career. Rob Gronkowski's had seasons where he had more. But compared to every other tight end in a season relative, Travis Kelsey had the most valuable season ever, period. He had 261 points in PPR. TJ Hawkinson was in second place. He had 90 fewer points than Kelsey. That's 15 touchdowns of fantasy football. That is the gap between one and two. Like the gap between Kelsey and Hawkinson at first and second was the same as the ga- gap between Hawkinson and second and Mike Kosicki at 22nd. Eee. That's how big the freaking chasm was. Wow. It's like, so again, the most valuable season ever for a fantasy football tight end. And I'm kind of like, if Travis Kelsey was a wide receiver, like if he was just a wide receiver, where would we rank him? Because last year he had 110 catches, which is just behind Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. 12 touchdowns, just behind Devontae Adams, like second to him. 78 mm. first downs, only behind Devontae Adams. Eighth in receiving yards. Where would you rank him if he was just a wide receiver? I think right around Devontae Adams. <laughs> so, so what if Devontae Adams was a tight end? Where would you take him? <laughs> right. You got to take him fourth. Take him high. Yeah. You know that his those two stats you just listed, Heifetz, catches and touchdowns, 110 catches, 12 touchdowns, those are career highs for him? It's 33 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's almost like Tyreek Hill left and we were we talked ourselves out of this being the best <laughs> year of his career. It's insane. And so here's the other thing. Literally, and tell me if I'm wrong, but literally, 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 the only reason you can say against Travis Kelsey is that he's old, like he's 33. Like right. there's not actually another thing. Here's what blew my mind. And I think that I, I have somehow not fully appreciated Travis Kelsey hasn't missed a game due to injury in nine fucking years. Nine years? Nine years. He's missed three games in those nine years. Two were because uh, the Chiefs had clinched a playoff spot and rested their starters in in the last week of the regular season. The other one was he had COVID in 2021. That's it. Wow. He's missed three games in nine years. Like none of them were an injury. So I'm like, well, the only reason we're taking Jamar Chase ahead of Travis Kelsey is that Jamar Chase a, a decade younger. Jamar Chase missed more games to injury last year than Kelsey has in almost his entire career. <laughs> there really is no good reason not to take it. It's like, what? <laughs> Except Travis Kelsey what plays are we doing? fucking tight end. Yeah. I'm taking him fourth. It's like, I'm going to take McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson before him. Maybe, but I'm like, I actually might take him third. Like I, when I go into this, I'm like, I am. It's like anxiety. I feel like I'm like, I need a therapist. I'm like, I have avoided taking Kelsey all these years. I just take him third or fourth. He's the best player at the position. I'm looking this up as we talk. Uh, Tony Gonzalez played till he was 37. Um, Greg Olson played till he was 34, 35. Antonio Gates played till he was 38. Like he, Travis Kelsey might just be in his prime still. Well, that's the thing. So there's two <laughs> things about that that are important. One, him not blocking the physical toll. Two, obviously all right. the health differences and everything. Tom Brady, you know, the new wave of injury recovery. But most importantly, I actually think that Travis Kelsey has been done a disservice because 
he was very injured in college. He fell in the draft because he was injured and he missed his entire rookie year because he had a, a, a knee microfracture. So mm. he didn't play as a rookie. He did the Travis Etienne basically. We didn't play. But I actually think what happened out of that is he actually now takes care of his body and always has like incredibly well to the point where having the injury prone label early is almost, like, we don't think of as an, an Iron Man nine years as a tight end. He That's hasn't been crazy. hurt. Nice job jinxing him. Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. So I'm going to take him third this year and everyone else should avoid him and I'll bite the bullet on all of your behalf. You're welcome. Yeah, no one really talks about, like everyone talks about the quarterbacks playing, your, your Brady's playing, you know, Rodgers is 40, Brady to 45. Even in the NBA, it's like LeBron's still averaging 29 points a game and he's 38. Look at what Steph's doing at 35. Like all these guys are just still like completely in their prime and Travis Kelsey's doing the exact same thing and nobody, nobody really talks about it. <laughs> are we making up a straw man though? Like, are people saying they're not going to draft Kelsey anymore? No, what I'm saying is I'm I'm saying that we have him seventh and I'm like, but why aren't we taking him third? That's honestly my <laughs> right, question. It's like there's right. McCaffrey, it's Justin Jefferson. Why am I going to take Austin Eckler over Travis Kelsey? And that sounds crazy. Could you, would you take him first? I think if you do, what I'm saying now that I've changed my mind on is why do I care so much? Yeah, if you want to take him, like, yeah, yeah, do it. Hasn't been a bad idea Not since like. I don't know, 2013. Where were you in 2013? <laughs> That's the last year that would have been a bad a idea. Very to take different Travis person back then. Yeah. Hi, Vitz. You, you said he was 33 years old. Let me know if this changes your opinion on him this year. He'll be 34 in October. Oh, dear. <laughs> How old would he have to be for you to start to, to waver? If he kept doing this every year? Yeah. Well, like if he was 38 right now, would you be like, I don't care. He's still put up 1,300 yards. <laughs> I think for me, this kind of gets into like, where you think the late thirties are. I think 33 and 34, I'd tell you they're the same number to me. They mean nothing. Mm -hmm. I think 36 sounds older than even 35, like a lot older. Like, like there's a mental <laughs> even 35, 36. Yeah. I start to get nervous. That's how numbers oh, but work. But I swear Travis Kelsey plays like LeBron now where it's like, I don't yeah. even know if like, does Travis Kelsey get tackled? Like, I, I would love to know how many times he takes a hard hit. He is so savvy, and he just sits in these little pockets, catches his pass, kind of runs to this part of the field where there's no defenders, and then just kind of goes down. He gets knocked yeah. over. He doesn't get hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> right? He gets knocked over. He just picks his so, spots and then just kind of, like, quietly has nine <laughs> catches in a game, but every single one of them is in this perfect position where he's he's immune to getting injured. He's in the post, drop-stepping. Like, no one can touch him. I just love how he moves. It's also worth noting that there's no target competition again. Like... You know, not right. your beloved Kadarius Tony, but it's just Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Mar Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like it's just there's nobody on this team. So when anyway, their best it's like, receiver, yeah. yeah, when their best receiver plays five snaps a game, I mean, well, there's gonna it, he's gonna have a lot. He's gonna have a million targets. There's because I, I I think athletes have two primes. There's there's your athletic prime, which is when you're like you know 25 to 28, and then I think there's your mental prime, which is like in your early to mid 30s, where you understand the game at a level that you did not previously. And you're maybe a little bit diminished athletically, but combined, you're actually a better player than you were at your athletic peak. Wait, is this right. the part of the podcast where we have to note that every time Craig mentions entering the 30s, it's actually just him talking to himself and Craig is convincing himself <laughs> that leaving his physical prime is okay because he'll enter his mental prime really soon? Well, I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't think it really applies to me. But, I, I you know, my pickup game hopefully gets better. <laughs> no, I think you're right, though. Where it it's will. like you just There's this period where you have 80 percent of your athleticism but you're smarter than you've ever been by like a lot and that was Brady right he had 80 percent of his athleticism and 600 percent of the knowledge and I do think that is where Kelsey still is and at some point I'm like what I guess here's my thing what am I afraid of what are we afraid of I'll tell you him you, falling you off spent, the cliff you, 
You spending $62 on Travis Kelsey, and this is the first year he's washed, and you feel like an absolute idiot, and your season's kind of over because you spent $55 on a tight end. That is I terrible know, but it's now. never happened. Yeah, but you could what have that at of? any position. You could have that at any player. That's the thing. It's never happened before. So, like, let's stop worrying about it. Like, I feel free. If you don't take Kelsey, if you miss, honestly, the real answer is, let's say you have like the set, like the eighth pick in the draft or ninth or 10th or whatever, and you can't, and he's gone. How do you feel about reaching for like Mark Andrews, which is like you're paying for it, but you might just not get so like, how do you feel about Mark Andrews this year, DK? You know what? Mark Andrews is really good when he's not volleyball setting a pass into the first row. Uh, he's generally a very good player. I just, I'll, I, again, I will say this again. I cannot get that image out of my head of him trying to catch a pass in the end zone and essentially just volleyball setting it into the stands. Um, but that being said, going back the last three years, 2022, he was the tight end three, 2021, he was the tight end one, and 2020, he was the tight end four in half PBR. Like, he's really good. He has a ton of volume, which is crucial. Going back the last three years, Lamar Jackson, number one in pass rate to tight ends, 32% pass rate to tight ends. Now, granted, that might change with the new offensive coordinator. There's a little bit more um, target competition, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, return of Rashad Bateman. Nelson Aguilar is there. Maybe they get more looks for Isaiah Likely. I don't know. But at the end of the day, like he's still Lamar Jackson's security blanket over the middle of the field. That's where he likes to throw the ball. And that's where he, you know, he passes to tight ends more than any other position. So I don't really think that's going to change all that much. I still think that Mark Andrews is still going to be the number one guy. So um, despite that image that's burned into my head, yeah, like Mark Andrews is worth grabbing for sure. I don't know why Mark Andrews has never really sat well with me. <laughs> I don't know why. He just like... Does give me a tummy ache? Yeah, he just gives me a tummy ache. I, I don't really know. I know everybody likes him, but he's like blue cheese to me. He's yeah. like blue cheese. You're like, not for me. It's just not... I, I don't really get it. Yeah, I think that... I, although there are seasons where he is similar to Travis Kelsey, I think there's something about the consistency of Kelsey where like every game, Travis Kelsey is going to get you 10 to 15 points. Mark Andrews has always felt like he just disappears where it's like one game he could literally have one catch for nine yards, and then the next week he has like 180 yards and three touchdowns. And I think because of that, he's felt more frustrated to me. And I kind of like to, to to veer away from those type of players. Well, you know why? I think with like Kelsey, we know why he's good. We know his game. We I think we know a ton about Travis Kelsey. And for the most part, if we look down our rankings, I think we could more or less explain like what players' roles are and how good they are. And I'm like, someone asked me, like, why is Mark Andrews good? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, I don't know. Why is he always getting the? Why is he always open? I don't know. He's a really good route runner. Actually, I pulled this up. He was. He ran against man coverage. He averaged two point six yards per route run, which is number one. I know, but like, why? Ends. Like, he's How really he go good at getting open. I know, but, I know, but like, it's crazy to think that who are the Ravens' receivers to end the year? Devin Duvernay, Duvernay, and um, <laughs> freaking, I can't even name the guys. That's the point. Yeah, <laughs> we can't remember. And yeah. it's. I mean, he was hurt down stretch too, but I think with Andrews, it's kind of like, all right, well, we'll having Bateman healthy and Odell Beckham and uh, Zay Flowers affect him. Well, not if they pass more, right? Well, will they pass more? And I think that that's where we get to the point. It's like, does John Harbaugh want to pass or not? Because we don't know. Like all the blame has been put on Greg Roman and Greg Roman's kind of like, you know, taking the brunt of, you know, and he did have a medieval offense, but it's not like John Harbaugh is just like a passive character and been like, yeah, no, great. I don't know what's going like, John Harbaugh runs the team. So like the question I feel like for the Ravens is like, what does John Harbaugh want for this offense? Because we've been talking like, why the hell don't the Ravens run the spread? Like, I always feel like 10 years from now, Lamar is going to run the spread for a different team. And we'll be like, why the fuck weren't they doing that the whole time? Right. But I don't know if that's what Harbaugh right. wants. The Ravens are the hardest team to project, I think, because we 
number one, we've soured a little bit, I think, on Lamar over the last few years, just a little bit. Um, but we have no idea what kind of offense they're going to run here. You know, like Lamar, how much influence does he wield? Like, did he have, you know, did he make signing with the team, re-signing with the team? Did he make like, you know, ultimatums and stuff with the team on how they're going to run their offense? Like, that's the kind of thing I'm curious about. The Odell Beckham signing was basically like, if you get an, if you fuck up with your significant other and you have to get them like flowers or a gift or something to make up <laughs> right. for it. Like that was, like you come home with flowers after an argument. That was Odell Beckham signing with the Ravens. So I don't know what this offense is going to look like. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very interesting. But at the end of the day, like Mark Andrews is clearly the tight end three, right? Or the tight end two, sorry. He's pretty clearly the second guy. Yeah, I think so. That's why he's in a tier of his own for us, as well as Kelsey. Yeah, so we have Kelsey getting his own tier, and then we have Andrews getting his own tier. Speaking of guys in their own tier. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got Hawkins and Kittle Goddard in in a a tier. And then another person, you have to get his own tier. It's Kyle Pitts. I love what the so- hell do we do? I love solo tiers that aren't at the top. I think they're hilarious. It's just like our ninth best tight end is in his own tier. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> it felt like so, yeah. So Pitts is our sixth tight end. It felt a little ridiculous. Like, are we just doing a bit here to give him his own tier? And then we thought about it. And we're like, he's not like anyone else. <laughs> he's not. Like, you can't convince. Yeah, it's like Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard. No, they're not. the point of a tier is they're more or less interchangeable with the other people there. I'm like, Kyle Pitts is like a one of one. And so I, I almost, what are your guys' thoughts? Because our, we have a memento tattoo from last season to not forget. It says, don't trust Kyle Pitts, no matter what. <laughs> I trust him. I'm back in. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to be drafting him. Yeah, but that that's not the question, really. It's wh- where, where where will you be drafting him and how much money will you be spending on him? That's the thing. So we have Kyle Pitts as the sixth tight end. We have him at 12 bucks. Dude, do you know how many yards Kyle Pitts had last year? <laughs> well, I do because I looked all this up. DK, guess. It's astonishing. I don't know. Say, what, did, what was your guess? Say that 500? again. 500? Did I get he it wrong? He had 356 yards. Oh, God. <laughs> Kyle Pitts had fewer <laughs> yards per game brutal. than Khalif Raymond. Oh, God. Kyle Pitts had fewer catches per game than Ben Skoranek. Oh, my God. He also did not even have the most touchdowns among Falcons tight ends. He has three touchdowns in 27 <laughs> games. Who had Ward? Like Hesse? The guy, Hesse guy? Michael, Michael Pruitt. Michael Pruitt. Oh, my goodness. Man. So. I'm still in. Here's the thing, though. Those numbers are bad and horrific. And don't forget how many fake tight ends we made up that actually, like, outscore Kyle Pitts every week. But that, those numbers don't even reflect the emotional toll. Like that's, that's the, the numbers of the numbers, but there was an emotional, like you feel wronged if you had Kyle Pitts last year, <laughs> like you feel like wronged. Right. And I think that's the thing where like you have, to, it's kind of like Bitcoin. It's like there were these pr- insane promises of like, this will change everything. Kyle Pitts is the most like insane prospect ever. And then it's like, suddenly people are talking about, all right, so fire was invented. And then Kyle Pitts is like, imagine if you could invent, invest in like the internet. That's, you know what I mean? Like that's what Kyle Pitts was like. And I just, I don't feel like we can, I, I don't know. I, I just, I can't get back on this train. <laughs> so are you and out yet, then? Well, and yet, here's the problem. The argument for Kyle Pitts as a post-type sleeper is really good. Oh, yeah. Kyle Pitts is 22 years old. He is a full year younger than Dalton Kincaid, who the Bills just drafted in the first round. Dude, the whole the whole Falcons are like the youngest team ever. Desmond Ritter's their quarterback. He's like 23. Bijan Robinson is their running back. What is he, 21? Drake London is like 22. And and Kyle Pitts is like 22. The whole team is like, could just got their first beer last month. 
That's the thing. It's like, I, we're, we're mad that Kyle Pitts had a thousand yards as the second tight end to ever have a thousand yards as a rookie. I mean, he, was, he was 20, turned 21 in the middle of the season. And then at a bad second year with Marcus Mariota, who like had a nerve injury. And we're like, meanwhile, Dalton Kincaid goes in the first round. When Dalton Kincaid was Kyle Pitts's age, he was like trucking like USC defensive backs who are going to be selling insurance soon. You know what I mean? It's like Kyle Pitts was actually playing in the New Orleans Saints. So the thing with Pitts is if you actually look at it, as mad as, you know, DK got with Arthur Smith last year. The reality is actually Kyle Pitts actually had the most targets per route run among all tight ends. <laughs> cool. For pro football focus. Like he had the most targets per route run. He also was had the most like deep targets of all tight ends. Like they were throwing him the ball a lot and they were throwing him deep a lot. But Mariota sucked because Kyle Pitts had the lowest number of catchable passes out of all tight ends. He was first in targets per route and last in catchable targets. So it's like, yeah, Mariota had a nerve injury. And then now he never, Kyle Pitts never played with Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke is the quarterback. It's not a hard argument to see Kyle Pitts being better. There, there's a video circulating today on Twitter um, that is basically all of Kyle Pitts's 20 plus yard targets. And good God. Mar Mariota is just chucking it like 20 yards over his head. <laughs> and these are like pretty good, easy play action shots downfield where Kyle Pitts has a step on the DB or whatever, the safety, and he's just chucking it over his head. It's so frustrating to watch, but also it kind of gives you some hope that if Ritter can actually just hit a guy in stride, like any normal quarterback should be able to do, maybe he's actually going to be like the post type sleeper thing I think is out is actually real. Look, Obviously, we're all secretly into Kyle Pitts again this year. We all know that. <laughs> Obviously. Kink shaming. I mean, he averaged six targets a game. Like, that's like 100, what is that, 115 targets-ish on the season? 100 targets? Like, if, if he, he keeps that up and the offense should be better, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know what's funny, Hyphus, when you mentioned the targets per route run stat? As I'm, I'm looking at True Media doing stuff for the, the players I have coming up uh, on this episode, and I filtered... I was looking at targets per route run and I filtered the tight ends based on guys who received at least 30 catches or more. So when you said that, I was like, weird, Kyle Pitts didn't pop up on my rankings <laughs> and it's because he caught 28 balls last oh, year. God. And I, thought, so like, I thought like a, a reasonable baseline was like, all right, they had to have caught, I don't know, 30 catches last year. And he didn't make a cut. <laughs> oh, Fitz just isn't there. That dude, the actual list of like the people, who, do you know, again, he played 10 games and he was out. And that's actually, I think the sneaky reason we have to come back to. But if you actually just look at the list of people who like he was tied with, like Noah Gray, he's like the backup Chiefs tight end, had basically Kyle Pitts. Number. He did it in more games. But the one reason I'm like a little afraid is he had Kyle, and this is where I'm out, is two reasons. One, where's the discount? Everything we're saying is going to be baked into where you actually have to draft him. Like if you look at, um, underdog average draft position, which is like a more, probably like best ball, more accurate reflection of like where like your draft will be. Kyle Pitts is going like high, like early 60s, like 63. So like, where's my discount for like the season that made everyone who like have to cut him because he was awful. <laughs> like if he was going a hundredth, cool. He, there's no discount on this. Everyone's like, yeah, he's still cool and sexy. The flip side is he tore his MCL in November. Like he tore his MCL. That's the reason he was out for the season and missed all those games. So like, I want to see the guy play football. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is based on him being really athletic. Like I want to see what happens after this MCL. I mean, th th this is the problem with tight ends that are not named Travis Kelsey. And I guess Mark Andrews is like, how often does a tight end in the middle rounds actually come through as like the, a top three guy that you envisioned and your like secret formula actually worked? Like it feels never. like it never happens. 
No, what was Hawkinson last year? What was Hawkinson last year? Was he that guy or was he too high? In terms of where he Hawkinson was drafted? Hawkinson was lower. I, Hawkinson had fallen, I think, relative to where he'd gone in previous years because he'd mm-hmm. disappointed. Right. He also was kind of bailed out because he had one big game at the Lions, got traded, and right. obviously the Vikings saved his ass. But like, right. I don't... Like, it, it was a very weird experience. I remember people emailed us that they had benched Hawkinson for that game. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, T- Hawkinson was the fourth tight end last year in points per game. And yes, probably just because of a couple big ones. I mean, what do you have, 200 yards and like three touchdowns that one game? Yeah, that that was crazy. He had uh, 180 yards and two touchdowns, but the week he had a touchdown the week before, but he had not hit 40 yards before that, the first three weeks of the season. Although it is unfair to kind of hold that against him. That's like being like, well, Kobe had that one game where he had 82, but that doesn't count. It's like, well, why? Right. I mean, he's well, winning you, he's he's won you that week if you played him. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It doesn't, yeah, but I doubt you were benching TJ Hawkinson, but no, probably not. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So take Kelsey. And if you can't get Kelsey, if you like blue cheese, take Mark Andrews. I I am out on pits until further notice. I'm being I'm resisting the siren call. Yeah. I'd I'd rather wait three rounds and get Darren Waller, who's just old Kyle Pitts. I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm excited about I'm like excited about Waller's potential, but again, it's been <sighs> two it's been like. But three if you years miss all these guys it. though, yeah. If you miss all well, <laughs> waiting on pits to do it once. If you miss all these guys though, there's ever speaking of people that never pan out. There's always those like late tight end sleepers. You're like, Hey, remember Jimmy Graham that one year, 15 years ago. And you're like, yeah, this is this next guy. And then it never happens. Um, but this year we have the sleepers. They're going to break out at tight end. Right, Craig? Yeah, we do. It's the <laughs> Tobias UK quote. Kai's got to drop it. It's the, it never works, but these people delude themselves into somehow thinking <laughs> it might, but it might work for us. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but, <laughs> but it might work for us. 
That is the epitome of the late round tight end. And uh, every year, it's I think it's my favorite tradition. It's my favorite research to do in fantasy football. It's like, which guy am I going <laughs> to unearth and yeah. find this gem in the in the mud? And I got to say, Chigakonkwo, I love yeah. that dude. Hell yeah. If you haven't heard of him, Chig Akonkwo is a tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and I don't you guys remember last year? I mean, he was he was definitely one of those guys who like randomly outscored Kyle Pitts, and we were like, who? <laughs> right. But he's a fourth-round rookie. Uh, last year, he was a fourth-round rookie out of Maryland. Surprisingly solid year, 450 yards and three touchdowns, both better than Kyle Pitts. Damn it. Um, <laughs> And that he only played, it, it was until week seven until he played more than 30% of the snaps and he had 450 yards and three touchdowns. Austin Hooper was ahead of him. Oh, yeah. But this dude passed the eye test, I think, more than any non, you know, first round rookie tight end I've seen in a long time. He was just electric, like breaks, tackles, great after the catch. There are some crazy stats about, about, about Chig. Last year, he was second in yards per route run behind our boy Kyle Pitts. I saw this tweet from Scott Barrett today. Last year, Chig had the seventh best season since 2009 in yards <laughs> per route run amongst tight ends. Efficiency, uh, baby. It, it, totally. And the reason why this probably is, is because he's incredibly explosive. He was also first last year in yards after the catch per reception among tight ends. He just catches the ball and runs 40 yards. He's incredibly athletic. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. Hell yeah. But he like actually... He is so athletic. He looks, he, he looks like a, almost like... 75% tight end, 25% running back. He's yeah. like catches these screen passes and kind of turns into like the receiving version of Derrick Henry and just bounces off people. He averaged 14 yards per catch last year. And if you look at the Titans, man, they did not do a lot to improve the receiving core. <laughs> they don't have anyone. Can we do Titans receivers in a lie? I'm going to make up a Titans receiver. Sure. Let's do it. Okay, wait. Oh. I'm going to give you um, a bunch of Titans receivers and I'm also going to pull up a character from the Mario Brothers IMDb. Pull up one of the voice actors See from what show? Who. The Mario, the Mario Brothers oh, movie. Oh, okay, that's out now. I'm just gonna pick out uh, one of those guys. All right, let's see here. We've got so Traylon Burks, obviously, and the Nick Westbrook Akine. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got Kyle Phillips, Chris Moore, Racy McMath, <laughs> Eric Bowser, Colton Dowell, Mason Kinsey, Jacob Copeland. Wait, say that. What was the name? Name the second and third names again. Chris Moore, Eric Bowser, Racy McMath, Colton Dowell, Mason Kinsey, Jacob Copeland. I think Eric Bowser is an actor. Me too. <laughs> yeah, he's an actor. Okay. <laughs> That's the, yeah, he's Toad. Uh, Eric Bowser. Oh, he looks familiar. Yeah. But you're, yes, you make a good point. They have no one. They Either have way. Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips are their top three. And then, like I said, they got rid of Austin Hooper. Uh, my nickname for him is also Toad. Um, and they have Chig. And it's like, they still have Tannehill. Now, now have Will Levis. L listen, if you told me, Heifetz, you were talking about Darren Waller being a, a tight end in the later rounds who could lead their team in yards or receptions. Maybe that's slightly unrealistic for Chig, but it's it's not crazy. It's not is crazy. Are you disrespecting Actually, Colton Dowell? <laughs> Actually, is he the favorite to be the number two receiver on this team? Like, I mean, these other people are Nick Westbrook. I feel bad. Steven Ruiz always says that we have to stop using Nick Westbrook Akine solely to point out that like how bad the Titans players are. But it's true. Like, I mean, these guys are not. I, I'm sorry. This is rude. And like they work very hard. These guys are not like NFL caliber players. The Titans are just like <laughs> like they're not. 
These guys would not make many other teams. Racy like McMath? People. Who's that? I thought you guys would think he, LSU. he was LSU. I actually remember that guy. But yeah, I mean, Chig is like legitimately good. And yeah. the Titans have nobody to throw to. And You're, he passes the eye test. And everything points in, in, in the positive direction, I guess, except if Will Levis comes in and he's terrible. You're right about the eye test, too, because a lot of times the tight end has like, you know, three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. You're like, oh, I'll add them. And then you like watch the game. And you're like, oh, well, that was actually like a end around leak play that just worked because the defense was like, well, he'll never get the ball. You know what I mean? Like, Chico Conquo is actually really talented. But if you don't get him, who else? Another one that's Dalton Schultz, who <laughs> I'm sure people listening right now go, oh, right, Boring. the Cowboys tight end. He is on the, the, the Houston Texans. He's definitely the most boring fantasy tight end who's ever had a top three <laughs> fantasy season. That's top right. Three? 2021, oh, wow. Dalton Schultz was the number three tight end in fucking fantasy wow. football. It was him, Travis Kelsey, and, and Mark Andrews. He had 800 yards and eight touchdowns. I just blocked the pandemic what? out. Those two years, I just I just forgot them. There's no way that's correct. Uh, he uh, so he's, on, he's on Houston now. He's had a one-year deal. He can make like up to nine million bucks. And like we said with Tennessee... The receiving core in Houston, they have not done a ton. They have Robert <laughs> Woods, they have Nico Collins, and they have John Mechie the third. And that's honestly many, pretty much it. How many teams could we absorb until we got a team that beat the Chiefs? Like if you combined the Titans and Texans and just took their best players, they would not beat the Chiefs. If you added in the Cardinals, I still think they'd be a pretty bad team. How many teams at the bottom could we absorb until we got a team that could like win a division? <laughs> you could definitely, I would say Cardinals, Texans, Titans, Throwing the Bears. <laughs> you're right, actually. The Rams? <laughs> the Rams. <laughs> you're right. I guess because it's like Cooper Cup and Hopkins, but every other position is still pretty bad. Right. Like, I mean, Aaron Donald's pretty Aaron bad. Donald, yeah. Oh, yeah, you get Aaron Donald. Uh, Fine. But like, this is a super boring pick, but I mean, Dalton Schultz is like a productive, he's, he's like the opposite of Chig. He's like not very athletic. He doesn't really pass the eye test. He's just there just and stands there and produces. Yeah. And he's 26 years old. He's like pretty much always had productive seasons every time he's on the field. And if Stroud is half decent, Dalton Schultz is going to catch like 60, 70 balls this year. He just is. I, I begrudgingly like this. There's nothing <laughs> sexy about it. This is definitely the epitome yeah. of like you're in a draft and a guy who like doesn't do any prep. is like, oh yeah, Dalton Schultz. Dalton I Schultz, I heard him. about he takes him. him. And then he's like top five. Yeah, <laughs> like, God damn it. If we want to do like name brand, off brand, like if you're thinking about getting Pat Fryermuth, which I mean, Dalton Schultz is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Evan Ingram, like you could just get Dalton Schultz. I cannot wait to have Chick Oconquo and be like two months in, like watching, you know, Oconquo highlights and be like, I'm so smart. While the Travis Kelsey guy is like 10 and one undefeated, like, you know, just rolls to the playoffs in a championship. And I'm just like, man. I'm going to be sweating through Chig catching four passes every game, maybe, while Travis Kelsey's <laughs> going 12 for 140. <laughs> Watch Mike Vrabel just play uh, Josh Wiley, the rookie tight end for the for the Titans. Just watch him play him over Chig. Dude, Chig is awesome. Just also, what a cool name, off. Chig. I know. He's the coolest. I was I did a podcast today, by the way, with uh, Easton Freeze and the Hot Read podcast. They covered the Titans, and both him and his uh, co-host JT, they're very excited about Chig. They're like huge Chig guys, and uh, they are pretty convinced he's the number two receiver on that team, like de facto. So, I, well, I, I, yeah, I think anyone who looks at the list will be like, yeah, I mean, who else? Maybe Kyle Phillips, I guess, but he's a slot receiver and he's not going to be no. out there on through on two receiver sets. So I don't know. Kyle Phillips. Oh my God. Look at his photo. He looks so high. Oh my God. <laughs> not even like, 
weed. He looks like he's on freaking like pills. Look at this photo. Oh, yeah, I see him. The light was super bright. Oh, my God. Kyle Phillips. <laughs> Am I being mean or are you guys in on this? No, I see that. No. Yeah. I'm in. So, yeah, I man. mean, if that was like a mugshot, you'd be like, huh. All right. Sorry to call it Kyle Phillips. All right. Fantasyfootball.threeer.com. Check out our rankings. Check out everything. We're going to be previewing positions for you guys. Emails? Yeah. Emails. Was I mean to Kyle Phillips right there? You guys didn't join in on that. No, I, I don't. Like I no, I, I was just frantically was Googling it, trying to find a photo of Kyle Phillips, but but I concur. He looks high as shit. So, sober up, Kyle. <laughs> All right. It's from Dylan. 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 Dill. <laughs> Dill Pickles. I'm going to get right to the... Whomst, God, that's that whomst among us. Shout out Tommy Pickles. The baby's got to do. Tommy P. Love Tommy P. Dylan says, I'll get right to the point. Convince me why I should not draft two of the best three or four tight ends. Ideally, Travis Kelsey and Mark. Just hoard them. I feel like this <laughs> solves more problems than it creates. You make an extra person in the league have to deal with streaming a tight end. You have one less decision to make each week because one of them has to play on your flex. And then you've given yourself only suitable, the only suitable handcuffed for either if one gets hurt. And then I mind that I added is you can also just trade one of them. I kind of don't hate this. <laughs> it's, it's Joker move, but I kind of love it. Just draft Mark Andrews and Kyle and and Travis Kelsey. If basically like if you start with like Travis Kelsey and then you just get let's just say you get like Kelsey and then you come back around let's say maybe you get like Devonte Adams and then you come back around and you get like Mark Andrews and like maybe you can get like Jalen Hurts. It's like all right now you got a tight end, a receiver, a quarterback. Can you could trade Mark Andrews for probably like. Someone might have been waiting for Mark Andrews and was like, yeah, I'll flip, you know, you can get something for him. What, what do you think is the best part of this? The fact that another person has to stream one more tight end or is it the fact <laughs> that you have the ultimate handcuff? Like what part makes you feel the best? I think the part that everyone would think you're stupid, but is secretly like, fuck, I should have done that. <laughs> it's a great troll. That's also really savvy. I mean, someone's, you're going to leave someone playing Cole Komet on week seven and just like hating their life. Well, so, yeah. Cause the thing is you guys know in a league when people try to trade for the tight ends, but no, it's, it, it never happens. I feel like the rarest thing in fantasy is a Travis Kelsey trade because it's like the idea of like someone giving up Travis Kelsey. It's like the cost emotionally to give him up. But when you have Kelsey or Andrews, like I, people will give up so much to make that happen. I like this Dylan. <laughs> Do it. Okay. We got a lot of emails about the Cheetos. Yeah. Give, some, con if you give were some, not, some context, yeah. If you were not listening, we basically got an email from someone who said uh, they eat Cheetos with chopsticks mm -hmm. to not get finger dust on their hand. And we were like, that's crazy. Well, apparently we're really white. And I think we've united our entire Asian listenership against us to be like, this is very common uh, in <laughs> Asian culture, yeah. Hispanic culture. Also, I don't know if you guys saw it. Apparently it was a viral photo of Oscar Isaac eating Cheetos with chopsticks like a few years ago. No, that was, I thought that was from the, it was from the show he was in. It is. Right? The, was on a show? The She-Hole. Or was he on the set of the show? I just saw the photo. I don't know. Oscar Either Isaac way. explains, uh, he was eating flaming Hot Limon Crunchy Cheetos with chopsticks. <laughs> was it on the show or not? No, I don't, I don't think it was on the show. This email is from Tom, who says, Tom, a.k.a. Tom. Asian Cheetos Enjoyer. And Tom says, just wanted to say eating Cheetos with chopsticks is a tried and true method every Asian household has been doing since the dawn of time. Just ask any Asian friend or coworker. <laughs> okay. Never heard of anyone getting made fun of for it, but I've also never seen a non-Asian person do this. For, since the dawn of time, Cheetos. 
This is like drafting <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I don't really have a lot of notes here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is, Dan- yeah, it's fair. We, we fucked it up. And Daniel says chopsticks by far the most efficient way to eat Cheetos without having to constantly lick your fingers and deal with orange stained fingertips. And no, Craig, using just two fingers never actually works. <laughs> and Daniel goes on to say only in America does it take Cheetos for someone to learn to use chopsticks. <laughs> True. Do you guys use chopsticks ever in your daily life? I use them out. Like other than I, I, eating I, sushi, do you use chopsticks? So this is this actually leads me perfectly with the next email. We got an email from Sean that there are basically Sean. chopstick clips for eating like this situation on Amazon. Um, we got a lot of people. Thank you to everyone who emailed us the link. I purchased them. I literally bought them. And they're going to be here. We're recording this Tuesday. They're going to be here in like two days. Wait, what let are, me, and, I want to see this. Finger chopsticks? So you like attach them <laughs> oh, to your fingers? I've seen this, yeah. yeah. And you just kind of squeeze and like you could just eat like it's, it's kind of like you get Wolverine claws out of plastic and you can just they're like the beginner chopsticks for white people when you go to a like a restaurant. Why don't you just but use chopsticks? plastic? Wait, I don't even I don't even get how these work. They like think, almost sit on top of your knuckle. Yeah, they're, they're a little I don't totally get it, but we have like four different people emails the specific link. And so I wanted to use them. Oh, you so like squeeze chopsticks. your knuckles together and it closes the two kind of prongs. Yes. Yeah, you're, and you're so I'm going to try. I'm going to test these out. Did they ever do a? I I haven't seen X-Men in a long time. and I definitely haven't seen all of them. Did they ever do Wolverine using the. What, whatever fucking things are called. <laughs> what are those called? Claws. Claws? Are they claws? I, I, I don't actually know. Yeah, uh, metal, fingers, metal. Metal prongs. <laughs> yeah, Wolverine claws. His hand, think, right? hand blades, knuckle blades. Has he ever used those to eat <laughs> in, any of, in any of the movies like a or television shows? Oh my um, God. That'd be a funny I don't bit. remember. I feel like he has. Did you see he Logan? Must. No, I didn't see Logan. I heard it was really good though. It's really good. <laughs> hand, All right. Hand, 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 Like hand, 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 <laughs> Dude, my uh, my grandmother, you know, remember Brandon Jacobs, the Giants running back? Yeah, yeah. She called him Norman Jacobs, like he's a 90-year-old Jewish man. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. This is from uh, emails at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If your parents or any other older people you know have like a really specific name, they always call a player. That's wrong, but they consistently. <laughs> RingerFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Still laughing at Craig trying to figure out what to call the knuckles. We never can Craig. answer. We don't know. <laughs> they're claws. Craig, Hold on. Enter his mental problem right there. What they're officially called. They're made out of adamantium, aren't they? They're definitely claws. They're claws? Well, yeah, that's what it... Yeah, they're claws. All right. <laughs> maybe it's just that easy. Yeah, Craig's maybe, like, maybe I don't know. Is. All right, that's our cue. Let's get out of here. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, everyone. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com for our rankings. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Halsey. Night. You like Halsey? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to say thank Good you to Kai for producing starter. this episode. Yeah, yeah. No. Kai, Lakers fan. 
Yeah, that's true. Lakers fan eight on Instagram, actually. I don't use it, but snag the Lakers fan eight. What is this AOL? Lakers, what are we doing Lakers fan twenty four was taken when I when I made the gram back in the day. So I had to go eight. But yeah, go Lakers. I just I just want to stop in see how see how my friend Craig is feeling. The one day I had my bachelor party this weekend, and it was honestly one of the best weekends of my life. To be honest, fantastic weekend, super fun. The one downside is we we did watch the Warriors lose with a couple of Lakers fans. So that did suck. Oh yeah, that's um, <laughs> so that did suck. So that we almost like, it, it was a friend of mine. We weren't like with random people who like the Lakers at the bar, but it, we did almost get in like a, a, a drunken spat because we were kind of going after each other. <laughs> How um, much did you drink during and after the Warriors lost? Well, I mean, it, luckily it was a bachelor party, so it, it actually didn't really affect the amount I drank because if <laughs> the loss or the win, there would be reasons to drink for both of those. You know, fair point. So. <laughs> but yeah, tough L, real tough L for the squad. Kai talks a lot of shit, by the way. Sure. Kai like does mention. talk shit. Well, sure. Kai wanted to talk shit before the show. Now we're doing it on the show, and Kai's real quiet. I, I was just chirp. He was just chirping. I'm, I'm here to ask if if we're still good for the bet because we're kind of it was kind of like a soft bet. I don't know because I, I have oh, ideas. Yeah, right. You know, I've been I've been cooking. So what I got to read something what, with the avatar. What did we want to so do? So I, I I was thinking I have a picture of the perfect picture for you, for your, for your Twitter profile, along with the perfect name. <laughs> and I can set it in the GM. Don't want to spoil it. I have to change my name. Uh, hey, it's just a pitch because we didn't, we didn't agree, <laughs> you know, but only a couple of days. Send, send the picture, Kai. I think this, I think this would go well on, on Craig's Twitter. <laughs> I don't get it. That's Austin Reeves. Oh, he plays for the Lakers. And that my, my title would be Hill, Hillbilly Kobe. It's Austin Reeves' nickname. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Hey, uh, listen, Lakers are Lakers in six against the Nuggets. Uh, started two and <laughs> 10 on the season, play in tournament. Like, it's kind of incredible where, where this team's gone this season. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Hey, listen, HGH is an incredible drug. Let's just, let's just say it. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lakers in six. Can't wait to see the, the medical reports 20 years from now for uh, Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James. We'll see. <laughs> it's kind of tough when Clay Thompson scores less than 10 in three straight games, but I don't know. Hey, you're right about that. <laughs> I, I still, I'll never understand how Anthony Davis needed a wheelchair after a head injury to get to the locker room and then 40 hours later was playing in a game. But what's fine? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a tough guy. He's, he's tough. He's, he's been in the lab. He's been working. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got a lobotomy <laughs> the day before the game, uh, I suppose. Check out the Trading Places rewatchables that we just put up because Bill kind of shits on me like six times throughout the pod about the Warriors. So if you, you want to hear me get beaten down more. I do, actually. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So that's, that's, he, so shits on, he, he shits on Chris Ryan, too, for the Sixers. So also, he's really, is this the most... Oh, my God. Wow, he really wait, feels all-powerful right now. I just love you coming out of your your bachelor party, just the most hungover you've ever been, and just Bill's just like you and Chris Ryan after like... At least you have a title. My God. Poor Chris. Yeah. Four titles. But yeah. Goodbye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. 
You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.